Hi, Tain. How are you? Hi, Lana. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome back to the rewatch, everyone. This is our last episode of season three. I feel like it zoomed by. I don't feel <laughs> like it zoomed by. <laughs> it has to be. To me, season two felt really long, but I can't believe we're already at the end of season three for being uh, zoomed by. <laughs> I think it just kept going. I was like, how many more episodes are left on here? But yeah, we're here. We made it to the end. Yes, we out here. So this season, this season, sorry, this episode is called Cock-A-Doodle-Doo. And I'll give a brief recap for those of you guys that didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, Carrie revisits some exes. Miranda runs into Steve. Charlotte tries to move on from Trey. And Samantha goes to war with her neighbours again. (laughs) What did you (laughs) think of this week's episode? Mm, I thought it was whack. <laughs> really? I thought it was whack as a finale. It was just weak oh, for okay. me. It didn't feel like a finale. And I remember this one because the finale, I always remember the end, like Samantha's outfit, the rooftop, and all that. I always remember that. I don't know why. But yes. overall, I just was not a fan of it. Okay. Well, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually also remember that last shot. Like, I remembered some parts about this episode that she quite... I remember, like, Big and Carrie falling into a river, all of that. It just it came back to me. So, yeah. It's another episode we have different um, opinions on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Okay, so to start the recap this week, um, Carrie is woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of roosters crowing. And she says it's her fault since her rent-controlled apartment near Barney's just happens to be right next to an animal hospital. My thing is, why we get into the end of season three before hearing anything about her living next door to an animal hospital? And the writers, the writers just... I know, like, this is so random. And also, okay, logistics-wise, she lives in a brownstone. I was just thinking, how does her window... And that's when she's like on the second floor. How does her window overlook the roof of an animal hospital? It didn't make sense in my head. Maybe yes. I'm overthinking it as usual. But just yeah. from the moment we had that episode where they were in the middle of the street and Charlotte walked into a barn with a horse, I was just like, okay, I don't know the the urban planning of New York, so I don't know. I told you that part, that doesn't freak me out because we live near stables in the middle of London as well. <laughs> so I don't know, that didn't freak me out. It didn't, I promise. <laughs> but anyway, so Samantha's also being woken up in the middle of the night, um, actually not in the middle of the night, she's pre- being prevented from having a good night's sleep by the sound of very, very, very loud trans hookers right outside her window and Carrie voiceover said, guys, this is pretty terrible. So, yeah, her voiceover says they're half man, half woman, totally annoying. And speaking of things that just doesn't hold up today, that, that whole storyline, I felt like, yeah, the language. But I guess that language was acceptable at the time. So it's a bit that, hard to judge people for the language then. What do you think? 
That's what I was going to say. It's like, I know that, oh, it doesn't hold up and it's cringy watching it now. But mm-hmm. quite frankly, at the time that I watched it, I didn't feel anything. We were all at the same knowledge level. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing would be like, because even the person that writes it, My- Michael Patrick King, I believe is gay. And mm-hmm. in that, you know, in the family. So if he didn't even think it was offensive, it just shows the level that we were as a society back then. Yeah. I so, definitely didn't like it wasn't offensive to say tranny back then for sure because everyone used to say that but obviously you wouldn't say that now they're transsexual women so yeah <laughs> but I'm just putting that out there that yes there's a lot of that kind of language this episode but hey this was 2000 this was 21 years ago so make of that what you will <laughs> So one of the ladies is loudly talking about how she threatened to shit on a customer's dick if they didn't get it out of their ass, like very loudly. And then we cut to the next morning and all the ladies are out at brunch. And Samantha loudly tells the ladies all about what the sex worker was saying. And then she complains that she's spending a fortune. We find out she's paying $7,000 a month in rent. (laughs) <laughs> to live in a neighborhood that's yeah isn't that a lot imagine how much it would be now isn't that crazy but anyway yeah so much money so 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 much money like eye watering but anyway yeah she says she's paying a fortune to live in a neighborhood that's in her words trendy by day and tranny by night <laughs> and i have a point so isn't the whole point of what drew her to this neighborhood was the fact that it was trendy. When Do you remember when she first moved in? She was like all happy yeah. because no one was going to judge her bringing men in and out at all hours of the time, a day and night, like in her old building. So why are you yeah. complaining about it now? This is exactly what you signed up for. Yep. What do you think? Be careful what you wish for. Exactly. No, it is. But at the same time, I'm with her. Like, yeah, I'm here for being trendy and not judgy. That part is being taken care of, but what is not being taken care of is like yelling at night. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't sleep? So. Yep. That will dr- yeah, don't fuck with my sleep. It'll drive me crazy. But my whole point is like you knew what you were signing up for when you moved here. Otherwise, you could have stayed in a nice, quiet apartment, but you are also bringing people in and out all night. So, hey, you can't have it all your way. Well, I I, I can't say that she knew what she was getting into, that there were going to be people talking loudly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can see her being annoyed, but I just feel like that's that's their job, that's their work, and you knew that's what their work was when you I get it, but I feel like the two are two separate things. Like, I just didn't think, like, it would be, like, in a residential area right outside mm-hmm. the window is where she would be expecting them to do their job i guess so but i'm just addressing the part where you said she knew what she was getting into and i'm like i i i don't think so i wouldn't say that she would i'm coming in here to be in a liberal open <laughs> neighborhood but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean i'm coming in here for it to be done right outside my window and it comes with noise i guess is what i'm saying okay that's fair so, yeah, Charlotte is obviously still sad about the prospect of divorcing from Trey. And she says the only thing worse than being 34 and single is being 34 and divorced. 
And then Miranda wisely points out that the worst of them all is being 34 and trapped in a marriage that doesn't work. Which, amen, sister, that is 100% the worst of them all. And then she suggests that they all go around to Charlotte's on Saturday for an unpacking party. You know, cheer her up, because Charlotte is clearly down in the dumps. And Carrie drops by the animal hospital to complain about the roosters, um, the noise. And the woman at the counter offers to move them into the basement after letting Carrie know that they were rescued from a cockfight in the Bronx. Karen feels bad and then tells her to forget about her complaint. I wouldn't, sorry, I would have told her thank you. So. <laughs> and, you know, I, I completely understand. Americans don't play with animals. Like, they love animals and they value them. But mm-hmm. as an immigrant, I don't know if it's because I'm an immigrant, if it's just me. It's just something I'd never wrap my head around. Like, mm-hmm. if this rooster is fucking up my sleep, oh, I'm going to take it to the basement. Oh, thank you so much. My yeah. mind is not going into, oh, they've been through so much. Nope. Me, me, me. Selfish. And the thing is, they can stay out on the roof. That's fine. But move them back in overnight. I don't <laughs> like. They're crowing in the middle of the night. It's keeping me up. So yeah, yeah. I would have said thank you and kept it pushing, but whatever. <laughs> so Miranda calls her local Chinese restaurant uh, for some takeaway, and she's embarrassed when the woman on the other line giggles and recounts her usual order word for word. And we've all been there, you know, when you call, <laughs> you call your takeaway, and they're like, oh yeah, do you want this again? Or like, oh hi again. And it's always like, oh damn, do I come here that much? But she was, like, super, super, super upset about it. I just was like, girl, it's not that deep. Anyway, have you been I've there? I've never experienced that. Oh, you haven't? No. Lucky. <laughs> you do You do feel slightly judged, even though I don't necessarily think they're judging you. Because I've always been yeah. somewhere. I've, so I've also been somewhere. They're like, oh, we haven't seen you in a long time. Like, where have you been? Like, upset that I hadn't been. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, I don't think I think it's just all in our head. You know, when you're expecting to be judged, so you see judgment where there is none. Yeah. I think I'm like amazed you've never experienced that ever. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> so um Miranda and Carrie are walking down the street the next day. They look really, really, really pretty, by the way. Just Carrie's hair, fantastic makeup Miranda looks nice as well one thing I will say I really liked about this season is I feel like they've grown I don't know what's the word I'm looking for not like grown into their looks I feel like they've settled on a look that works for them all and yeah they all have their their personal style I guess yes and they're like they're not experiment well apart from Carrie's weird armor plate necklaces (laughs) Um, and she's still in the flower stage but um yeah i didn't like mm-hmm. her pink ruffle shirt no i i didn't like her outfit i just feel like she looked pretty oh okay okay yeah gotcha. her jeans were awful as well but i mean i'm yes. used to that carry i either love her out her fashions or absolutely detest them so but i mean see herself like look beautiful like her face okay what else i meant but um Miranda's complaining to Carrie that her local Chinese thinks she's pathetic for ordering the same thing every night. And as they're talking about this, <laughs> they spot Aiden and Steve 
with their dogs having a beer together at an outdoor table, uh, they understandably freak out and duck into the lobby of the of a nearest building, and they're trying to decide what to do, whether they should turn around and run away or go over and say hi. I want to say I would have turned around and walked away in the other direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they haven't seen me. I don't have time for this shit. And I'm going to go, especially Carrie, because cheater, cheater, yeah. Miss Cheater. Yes. I would have just been out of there. Yes. <laughs> and I, I just feel like if it had been a year from now, or another couple of years, yeah, I would have gone, hey, long time, said hi, kept it pushing. But at this moment, oh hell, I would have literally turned around. I don't care if they recognized me from the back or even yelled my name. I'd have kept going. <laughs> like, I would have gone over to say hi. But, yeah. So, yeah, they go over and say hi. And it's just as awkward as you think it's going to be. Steve, of course, is super friendly, as always, because that's just his personality. Aiden... Does Aiden, in this scene, I don't actually even think he spoke. I think Steve did all the talking. <laughs> um, He did a little bit of speaking when he was talking yeah. about Pete. He was like, oh, oh, yeah, but, oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was sarcastic, but yeah. Yeah, they like barely, barely, barely say anything. So um, Miranda makes a joke about, oh, did we turn you guys into alcoholics there? Because there are four glasses of beer on the table. And, of course, just as she says that, these two very pretty women come out and rejoin them. So they're both out on dates with two pretty women. (laughs) And it's just as awkward as you expect it to be. And the two say hi, and then they basically hastily beat a retreat. And I'm sure it felt good for Steve and Ada, because that's how I would want to run into my ex, especially (laughs) exes who broke up with, like, you know what I mean? One cheated on me, one broke up with me. (laughs) Yes, I want you to meet me with someone new. So I guess for them, it was nice, but not for Carrie and Miranda. (laughs) Yeah, not for them. But for me, I was annoyed at Carrie, because Carrie didn't seem like, I'm not saying that she should be ashamed, but she wasn't even like a little bit humble because again, yeah. even the way that they broke up, she was doing that cutesy thing mm-hmm. that she does. And I'm like, Carrie, like you had more what was it, more. emotion or whatever remorse when it came to Natasha and Big because yes. Big is entwined then. And then the person you actually hurt, you're being all regular. It was weird. No, no, I hundred percent agree with you. 100%. I feel like Carrie, she's just treated Aiden really badly. There's no way around it. Because even how she broke up with him, or, well, how they broke up, I should say, because she didn't break yeah. up with him. It's like she confessed to cheating on him, and then it was almost like she was upset for him not just moving on from it. Yeah. You know? Like, well, I've told you, like, yeah, you're upset, but you should be over it by now. That's just the vibe I got. It was very, yeah. I just feel like she just hasn't considered his feelings in any of this. And even um, in her confession, it was all about her. She confessed yeah. to him because she couldn't deal with the guilt. Not because she felt like he deserved to know. Or that yep. she shouldn't have done that in the first place. And it would have probably mm-hmm. still been going on if Big's wife hadn't walked in on them. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just choosing to do it on and, and Charlotte's wedding day yes. and just it was just everything about it was just wrong yes. so you know yeah the other I thing I think it on to, oh no continue 
Oh, no, I was saying the other thing that I noticed was that the two girls, to me, they were basically Carrie and Miranda lookalikes with different hair colors. Yes. <laughs> yes, because one is blonde with short hair, and one has, like, Carrie mid-length hair. brunette mm-hmm. hair with waves yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but they are pretty women, unfortunately for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so at Charlotte's unpacking party, Carrie and Miranda are in shock at how fast Aiden and Steve were able to move on with their gorgeous new girlfriends. And Miranda is in shock that they can have new relationships already when she's still in her I just broke up with somebody phase. <laughs> My thing is, didn't her and Steve break up a while ago? Yeah, girl. I was like, okay, how long has it been? Like we said, time is just a suggestion on this show. But seriously, I feel like we've seen how many dates they've been on yes. since. Like, <laughs> these dates are a lot of people since then. I just Steve seems like such a distant memory for me. Aiden, I can understand a bit more. It being a bit fresher in her mind because she hasn't really, you know. And it was just yeah. like how they broke up was like so awful, and she was having an affair with Big at the same time. But Miranda was just like, huh, do you, you really think of yourself as just breaking up with someone? That was so weird. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. And then Charlotte says it's infuriating because women sit around obsessing about what went wrong over and over and over when men just say, alrighty, and then move on. <laughs> Someone's projected, but hey. <laughs> it's right, so. Yes. Samantha says she takes offense to that because, of course, she just moves on once her dalliances are over. It's funny, she actually says relationships, and they all look at her. She's like, oh, I mean, dates mm-hmm. <laughs> are over. And then Carrie says, yeah, she tries to figure out what's wrong. She'll, she'll admit that, but she doesn't obsess. And then wow. they all look incredulous. And Miranda says Carrie is mis-obsessed and reminds her of her behavior with Big. And Carrie says she didn't obsess about Aiden, which is true, actually, she didn't, which is, I don't know, for me, it made it all worse. Like, how can you treat Amanda this badly and then just not even mention him? Because remember, I mentioned a few episodes ago that she hasn't even brought Aiden up. Yeah, but I have a question. When Mm -hmm. they say obsessed, do they mean just breakups or in general? Um, to me, hmm, that's a good point actually because when they were talking I thought they were talking about breakups like when you break up with someone because Charlotte's like you obsess obsess about what went wrong what happened and then just move on that's what I was thinking about that is in regards to breakups okay because Carrie also says yes she admits she does try to figure out what went wrong but she doesn't obsess about it so I assumed it was in in regards to breakups why would you ask? Okay, that makes sense. No, because that makes sense that, yes, she didn't obsess about that with Aiden, but mm-hmm. during their relationship, she was obsessing over every little thing. Oh, yeah. Why don't you want to yeah. touch me? Why don't you want to see me? Why do you want to meet your mom? Why are you so nice? Why are you so... So, like, obsession is her middle name. <laughs> yes, as Miranda says. And then Miranda says it's so much easier for men to move on because the ratio of women to men in New York City falls in their favor. And then Charlotte says she wishes there were no men because if there were no men, there wouldn't be her and there wouldn't be spending all night obsessing about them. And she's over men. And girl, I am with you. I have been there. 
but yeah she's clearly very hurt and just sad yeah, yeah. she's I feel, I feel sorry for her can you imagine me on team charlotte but i <laughs> i just thought of something we just mm-hmm. answered our question about how long it's been since the relationship because if carrie told aiden on charlotte's wedding day yes. and they said charlotte and trey were married for just three months so i guess it was three months Yes, for for Carrie and Aiden, but not for Steve and Brian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can understand Carrie like saying that about Aiden, like whatever they just split up, because it does feel like they just split up to me. But Steve and Miranda, it doesn't. I feel like they broke up ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, Carrie is then shown writing her column, and she wonders. After a certain age and a certain number of relationships, if it still isn't working, could it be that the problem isn't them, it's us? And she presents this as a groundbreaking revelation, by the way, that, oh, sometimes women are to blame and it's not just men. So what did you, what did you think about her question for the week? I have a whole bunch of LOLs, especially when she said, what if everything is in the man's fault? I was like, what? Yeah. But to be fair, and let me rewind back on my age. There was a time, it wasn't until like my late 20s. I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I just thought men had no feelings. So that's yeah, just how I used to operate. That. Yeah, you have mentioned that. So I can see where she's coming from. But again, mm-hmm. during the, this is the part we cannot reiterate enough or emphasize enough. Yes. It's one thing when you're in your 20s or you're young or whatever, but they're in their mid-30s. So yeah. Some of the questions or eye-opening moments they have are kind of like, what, girl? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, men are demons in their own right or whatever. But, I mean, just as human beings, the goal is to always be better. So it yeah. doesn't hurt to yeah. find out what if, you know, you're doing something wrong in a relationship. What if you have patterns and things that you need to change? And things that you need to, you know, focus on. But it's like drawing that line. I think a better question would have been like, where is the line between learning from your bad habits and just understanding that it's not just you mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just them? Yeah. Yep. So. And we all get to that point, like you said, hopefully not in our mid-30s, hopefully before then, where you do realize that you can't always say, oh, they did this to me, they did this to me, like for the rest of your life. And yeah. you do have to take some responsibility about maybe you just need to cut people off sooner when you see the red flags instead of saying, OK, I see the red flags, but let me see how it goes. Or maybe they'll be better or I'll change and whatever. We like I don't care. You're lying if you're saying you haven't ever been through that. But yeah. it does come to a point where you do have to be like, hey, enough is enough. I'm not accepting this anymore. So, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so the next scene, we go back to Samantha and she's decided to confront um, the transsexual. Guys, I'm saying hookers. I know apparently that's also politically incorrect. It should be sex workers, but it's long to say. So please forgive me. You can cancel me at your own leisure. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) she decides to confront the transsexual hookers. And then she explains to them that her apartment is right above where they're always talking. They're really loud. And I will say she handles it really nicely. They say she puts her PR hat on so because she's very polite about it. And she just asks if they can just, like, she's not asking them to shut up, but can they just move it a bit further down the street away from the apartments? 
And they're also pretty nice about it. They're like, yeah, sure. They apologize for keeping her up and then compliment her on her shoes. And it's all kind of, I think it's a nice resolution. But we'll we'll come back to them. Um, uh huh. I think my only issue is, I don't know, and it could be my American brain. Mm-hmm. I just had an issue with all of them being black. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> so I have... I have an issue with the scene, which I'll say like a bit later on about just the optics that it does 100% rub me the wrong way. But we can discuss that a bit further on. I think once we wrap up the storyline. So, um, yeah, we then go back to Carrie, who gets a phone call from Big. We knew it wouldn't be long before he popped up again, because that's just what they do. (laughs) <laughs> he's like Candyman say his name five times he'll reappear <laughs> so um, Big calls that like, and he does that thing where you know how he'll start talking about it's like in media res just start talking like you've been having a conversation yeah. not that they need to catch up he's like he's read a mistake and she's like what are you talking about and he tells her he's having one of the walls in his bedroom painted bright red and guys it is a mistake it's a bright bright red it should have it should have been like three shades darker in my opinion than would have been perfect but anyway and um so they're talking about red walls and obviously carrie's confused as to why he's calling and then he says she left and carrie's like yeah she heard And then he asked her if she'd like to have lunch with him on Saturday at the boathouse in Central Park. And Carrie at first tries to pretend like she's not going to go. One guys, we all know she's going to go. <laughs> and then she agrees to meet up with him. Yeah. <laughs> so we then go to my favourite scene of the whole episode, which also made me really sad. So Carrie and Miranda are thrifting when Carrie tells Miranda that Big called her and she's going to meet him for lunch. Miranda is incredulous, and she huffs and says she's not going to hold Carrie's hand through this again. And she says it's a huge mistake, and Carrie needs to wake up and realise that Big is bad for her. She then says that Carrie turns into, in her words, a pathetic, needy victim every time she's near Big. And what pisses her off the most is that she's more than willing to go right back for more. So Carrie's really, really, really upset at Miranda's words. She's like on the verge of tears. And Miranda says she doesn't want to hear anything about it if Big is back in the picture. She she doesn't want any calls, no crying, nothing. And Carrie asks if she's going to cut her out of her life just like that, just like she did to Steve. And now it's Miranda's turn to be upset. And she says, like, what? And Carrie's like... Miranda's always willing to write people off at the first sign of any little weakness or flaw. She then says, my God, Miranda, you're so judgmental. And then she says that not everybody is as tough as she is. And some people like her, they make mistakes. And Miranda's really upset by this and storms out. (sighs) This was such a, like, I felt like it was a very realistic argument, to be very honest with you, because I think both of them had very good points, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I can completely understand why Miranda's so mad at Carrie because it's like that, especially when you just like you've been working with someone, you're being a good friend, like walking them through all of this. You literally just broke up with a fantastic guy because of this douchebag. You're having an affair with him, even though he'd married someone else. And now, yes, you keep saying it's just a lunch, but it sounds like you're going to fall right back into old habits. So I completely understand her frustration. And it does make you angry when you're in that position. But I do also feel like Carrie has a point about Miranda's judginess because she can be judgy. And I feel like the delivery was a bit harsh, even though she was correct, in my opinion. So what do you think of this scene? Well, Rise, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and I just monologue. Carrie was wrong, 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 wrong. I don't care. This is not my bias. Um, wait, what is the correct grandma bias against Carrie or the fact that I'm on team Miranda? It's not about mm-hmm. that. Here's my thing. Miranda was absolutely right about what she told Carrie. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to keep going back to that. Because before this scene even happened, I had a note when Big called Carrie where I'm like, it is so infuriating. Word for word, what I said was, it's so infuriating how Big comes back into Carrie's life. Like, he did nothing. Like, yes. he just didn't wreak havoc on her life. And then mm-hmm. she just lets him. Yep. She's just so happy to hear from him. And I know what that feels like. There's a time when I was, like, in an unhealthy situation. And honestly, I would rather be arguing with him than not, not speaking to him at all. Because yep. at least we're having some kind of conversation and we're in contact and we're something or whatever. It's sick. But again, mid-30s. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I had written out, it's so infuriating. Now, imagine being her friend, walking her through it, helping her through that, doing all the things or whatever. Now, what Carrie said was true. To the level that she said it about Miranda, I disagree. Is Miranda judgmental? Yes. So the fuck what? Is Carrie flighty and not in it? Yes. Does Miranda always hold it against her? No. When she went through all the things with Big, Miranda was with her. When she told her about the affair, she didn't blow a stink. She was like, oh, my God, I thought that you would. So don't sit here and say she's judgy. Like, she doesn't isn't always the one there for you. When you got mugged, who was there for you? It was her. She wasn't there, you know, trying to do all the things. With um Charlotte, when Charlotte said the thing about Trey not having sex with her or whatever, she didn't say anything. Even though everyone was shocked. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to judge me. And she was like, no, who am I to say anything? When this whole thing happened uh, um, the morning when they had breakfast, Miranda was the one who said, oh, let's go unpack and just help her make her feel better. So don't make it seem like her being judgmental is the singular character characteristic of Miranda as a mm-hmm. friend. The good outweighs the bad. And there's been other things like, you know, that, you know, Carrie has done and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. And she's been there for her. So I know she was trying to get back to her because she was mad that she called her out. But I just thought like it was weak. It just didn't fly. It just didn't do anything. I don't necessarily think that she cut Steve off. I know I was on I was on Steve's side during that time or whatever. But actually, you made me see the light where it was like he was being childish. Like yeah. you can't say you have kids or whatever. That's realistic. That is Miranda being an adult. So mm-hmm. what Karen is calling cutting off and you and you know making mistakes. I'm sorry. Taking Big back, having an affair when he's um, married. That's not mistakes. That's a choice. Yeah. An adult mm-hmm. that you're making, and your friend has a right to call you out on that. So this whole thing made me annoyed because Carrie again pulled out her peak white woman. Like, how dare you call me out? How about you? Let's deflect. So no, sorry. 
don't see both sides on this one. Okay, we disagree. <laughs> I definitely see both sides on that. I think they both have points <laughs> for sure. No, I think Kerry has a point. I think it was just a, it was just it was a tit for tat type situation, and yeah, I think was that it was just not to the level that she made it out to seem. Like I said, I mean Miranda is judgmental, but it's unfair to now make it like the whole singular thing. Like she's not. She's always judgmental and not without reason. When some of the big things that you had, remember when you know Aiden broke up and all that kind of stuff, it was Miranda that was there. And then again, when she told her that you were um, seeing him while you were married, Miranda did not even make a big stink or make you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I, I so, said that, but to me, it still doesn't change the point <laughs> that she, yeah, she can be extremely and judgmental. And I feel it's the way she delivered it. She literally called her pathetic. Like, fam, if my friend calls me pathetic, I'm not going to be smiling about it, even if it's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She literally called her pathetic. So I, that's what I say. I, like, what Miranda said to Kerry wasn't wrong. The delivery was a bit, it was just a, ooh. And she kept going on, kept going on at it. So I can see why she would also lash out that way. But, yeah, that's why I honestly like the scene. To tell the truth, I thought it was well done. It seemed like a realistic argument that you would have with somebody, even though it's painful to watch for me. But, um, yeah, so Carrie goes home and she's disappointed that Miranda hasn't called to leave an apology on her answer. What the hell? Which made me laugh. (laughs) Uh, And then we talk to Miranda and Miranda's trying to place another order at her local Chinese because she's also upset. She's trying to enjoy some food. And then the woman at the other end of the line does the same thing. She starts giggling. And then Miranda, because she's in a bad mood, goes, forget it, hangs up. And then she decides to actually go to the restaurant and give this woman a piece of her mind in person. But as she, when she gets there, the lady's on the phone to someone else and she hears the lady talking and giggling the exact same way she was talking and giggling to her. So then she realises that, oh, it's not about me at all. <laughs> this is just how this woman is. And then she's about to go back home and then she spots Steve sitting there having his dinner by himself. And then she goes over and says hello and she asks him if he's alone and he says yes. And then he invites her to join him. It was actually, I have to say, it was really nice to see Steve. I just liked his energy this episode. And then she tells him that her and Carrie had a, had a fight. And Carrie accused her of being judgy. And, and told her that she throws people away. And then she asks Steve if he feels that she threw him away. And he really nicely says no, he doesn't. He does agree with her on the judgy thing, but says no, she didn't throw him away. And the only two people who ever really know what happened is them and it's no one else's business, which I thought was lovely and very true. Because it was her breakup with Steve wasn't black and white. Like, I understand yeah. why he did it, do you know? Yeah. Even though, like, it was good for her and all of that. I don't think it was, like, bad blood, like... Thing life happens like that sometimes it just is what it is so yeah we go back to samantha and her latest man of the night um having sex in her apartment but she can't concentrate on it because she can hear the 
um, transsexual hookers outside her apartment again, outside her window, sorry. So she runs in the middle of sex, she stops, and then she runs up, yells out of the window, tells them to shut up, and then tells them that she's called the cops. <laughs> and then yeah. they, they start by they start yelling at her. And then she goes over, fills a huge pot with water, and then throws it out of the window, which hits one of them and causes her wig to fall off. And then it all turns into full-out war. She's threatening to come up there and beat up Samantha. And then a few seconds later, the cop car arrives and breaks it up and tells them all to move along. And the man Samantha was having sex with is so freaked out (laughs) by everything he's just witnessed that he puts on his clothes and he's like, now I've got to get out of here. So... Mm -hmm. I feel like the sex scene was one of the worst fake simulated sex I've ever seen in my life because I don't know what he was doing up there it was like he was doing the ab roller but the motion was not (laughs) matching but Mm -hmm. then if she stopped having sex when she got up to run into the window to go yell at them she still had her underwear on yeah I mean so maybe he pushed it to the side who knows but yeah that whole scene is just for Samantha especially (laughs) It's not a good scene. My mm-hmm. issue with it was this was peak Karen behavior from Samantha. I'm sorry. Like I said, you knew the kind of neighborhood you were moving into, and you've called the police on these people, which you know, like what that could mean for people. I don't know. Especially, I guess this was then. I mean, crimes and police brutality, all of that was still happening now. Maybe people only just decided to wake up in 2020 and 2021 and decide, oh, it's a thing. But it's happening then too. Literally because you can't focus on having sex with this man that you're trying to have sex with. And I get it. There's nothing worse than loud neighbours. It's your house, especially when you're paying seven grand a month. But it just came across as peak Karen behaviour to me, that whole scene. I was not, it just did not put me on her side. The first scene, I thought was really nice the way she went down and spoke to them, all of that. But you could have just asked them again out of the window, but you literally called the cops. And this was a weekend as well. So, yeah, it just rubbed I me the think, I think I was more surprised that the cop came and I was like, okay, move it along, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was mild. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, I just, it did not, it made me look at her sideways but um so we then go to charlotte and trey drops by her apartment unexpectedly and tells that he can't stop thinking about her ever since she moved out and i mean yeah she's your wife i hope you can't stop thinking about me (laughs) we're separated but anyway um they end up having passionate sex like all of a sudden um and then we go back to Carrie, who is still obviously upset about her fight with Miranda. And then the roosters start crowing again. She gets really irritated. And then she calls up the animal hospital and asks that, yes, can they please be moved inside? Because she can't bear the noise. I mean, you could have done that the first time. Pointless. This That whole storyline to me was pointless. But anyway, I guess I had to fit the storyline, whatever. So Trey and Charlotte, after sex, they're finally having 
a truthful conversation, which I was saying, you know, I always say, why, what do people talk about before they get married? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you have this conversation before you got married? And Charlotte is basically saying like she always kind of suspected that he could have sex normally. And then ask him if his impotence had anything to do with the fact that he never really wanted to marry her. And he says, no, it's not it. But he probably just didn't want to marry anybody. And he decided that they should get married because he's at an age when a man is expected to be married. And then Charlotte's like, huh, that sounds familiar. Trey looks at her and then tells her the reason he snapped her up was because he knew he'd never find anyone to marry as wonderful as her yeah so we leave them sitting on the floor all conversations you could have had before you got married but anyway so Samantha, very strange mm-hmm. in what way um i don't know just the psychology of it all i guess mm-hmm. is still very strange to me like so yeah yeah mm-hmm like you don't want to yeah you didn't want to get married to anyone but you did make the choice to marry her like mm-hmm. if you did or if you i don't know so if they weren't gonna get married if they were still dating he still he, then he would have been able to have sex with her and then all of a sudden she's gone they're married they're just in separate apartments and then now mm-hmm. you can i don't it was just a little bit confusing for me I feel because his impotence, this is me being an armchair psychologist, but his impotence is clearly, it wasn't mechanical. It was mental for him. So I guess him being in yeah. that place, yeah, I think that's probably what caused it. And now well, he's realised he's been honest, so all of a sudden he can get it up. I don't know. Who knows? No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't mean the physical. I'm saying the psychology, the mental. Oh, okay. I guess, is okay. The other word of it. That's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand that mental psychology of what he's saying and how it, if it adds up. Mm-hmm. It's not make, It was confusing for me. I'm, I'm sure it makes sense. I don't understand it. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, we go back to Samantha's. This was my least favorite storyline, guys, in case you haven't guessed. <laughs> She's woken up by the sounds of eggs, raw eggs being thrown at her window by the transsexual woman that she threw water on <laughs> earlier. And I don't know about you, Tane. This made no sense to me. You're seeing someone throwing eggs at your window. Why would you open a window? <laughs> yeah. Because why like, would what you are do you that? doing? So she opens the window to yell And obviously she gets raw egg Right in her face Why would you open the window So anyway, I guess it's akin to like the horror movie You hear a sound instead of running away You go investigate what the sound (laughs) is Human nature So we cut to Carrie Who has reached a boathouse In Central Park for her date with Big And Carrie has called Miranda On a payphone and they both apologize for insulting each other, basically. And then Carrie says she's meeting up with him because she needs to get closure to move on. Which I think is nonsense, I'm sorry. Like, complete nonsense. <laughs> because what more closure do you need than this man's wife walking in on you <laughs> when you had yeah. sex, like, having sex with her husband? You end up 
up knocking out her teeth, having to take her. And remember, she yelled at him and she was like, we're so over, we're going to have to find another word for over. Do you remember? So what yeah. closure do you need? I don't get it. So Carrie, mm-hmm. Carrie wants to feel like she means something to Big. Yeah. So bad. Yep. But you've had so many opportunities that if you have to grovel this hard to find that answer, then that's yeah. your answer. Thank you. That's the thing. As much as like I go and I carry, like I completely understand how she feels because I have, well, not that. Sorry, no offense to carry, but I haven't been that down bad. But I've, I have been like in situations like that where you do. It's almost like you're chasing the person, and the person's like keeping you like on a string here and there. So I get how she's feeling like that. But I'm just like, how many more times is he gonna show you? And that last one was a doozy. That should have been the end of it all. He shouldn't even have your number to call. I don't know if you could block numbers in those days, but that should really have been it. You didn't need anything else. And I get it, like, you like the way you feel around him, blah, 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 blah. But I just don't think she should have met up with him at all. There's nothing to discuss. What are you going to talk about? And it doesn't I, it's even have to grovel. Yes. That's the part that gets me. He yep. just says hi, and that's all he needs that's to do. That's it. And I just feel like the more insulting part is he's calling you because his wife left him. Do you know what I mean? She mm-hmm. was wise enough to say, I've had enough of your shit, and left him. And he's calling you because she left him. He wouldn't be calling her unless she was still in the picture. You know? Anyway. Yeah. So just once again, reiterating the fact that you're just never first choice for him. So, hmm. Anyway, so she spots Big standing on the dock waiting for her. So she walks over to him. She looks really pretty in a floaty pink dress. And she says, hello, you, in her, oh, I'm so cute and quirky way. Mm-hmm. And he turns around. Now, this scene, they're both so carry and so big because he does that, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. You know that, like, yes, I'm Mr. Big with his eyebrows all going crazy. <laughs> and then he leans in. Um, to give her a kiss and then she panics and pushes him away and then somehow this leads to her falling into the water and then she's trying to grab hold onto him for balance and pulls him in with her so they're both in that disgusting murky green water (laughs) and then they both start laughing about everything that happened it was actually a cute scene if they weren't so annoying if they weren't so irritating of a cute scene so we then cut to them in big's apartment straight out of the shower because carrie said she had to take a shower also for some reason her hair is perfectly dry and styled like mm-hmm. it was before i'm like you people aren't even trying to fool us the viewer i don't like things like that because i just always feel like do you think i'm a dickhead like at least try it so they're sitting on his bed and then they talk about his marriage (laughs) basically and they both kind of you know you know when you're talking to someone you agree where you fucked up they fucked up all of that and then big says he likes living alone again and carrie laughs and says that doesn't surprise her one bit big is someone that i just feel should just be a bachelor because yeah yeah, <laughs> it suits him. You don't need to force it. And then she says she has to get going. And then he asks her if she can stay. And then she looks at him and says, just like the red wall in his bedroom, 
is a good idea in theory, but it doesn't quite work out in everyday life. And I was like, good on you, Carrie, leave. But we all know that's not going to last. But yeah, so she, we cut to Carrie um, back in her apartment wearing big shirts. <laughs> and then she looks out the window and notices that the roosters have indeed been moved back inside into the basement. And then season three ends with all the ladies at a rooftop barbecue at Samantha's place. She's invited everyone, um, all the hookers in the neighborhood and some other people. And she's basically in, done this party and invited them in order to make up with them, which I thought was nice because, hey, you have to get along with your neighbors. And yeah, they're just, they're all teasing, carries in an interesting set of shorts <laughs> very very high shorts. <laughs> and she puts on uh, do you know what I'm trying not to overthink this because I know being I told you I'm being overwoke all of that but she's putting on like a fake black scent <laughs> talking to them like who me yes girl you know that whole yes girl work it kind of yeah she's giving it back to them Everyone's having a good time, and then she twirls for them, and literally that's how the season ends on the rooftop barbecue. Yeah, what did you think of that that ending? Because when you called it a black scent, and I thought it was just a heavy New Jersey accent, and she was like, "You're twerking to me? You think I can twirl like that?" And I had a note that actually said this was a reminder of how good Sarah Jessica Parker is. (laughs) I did not even have a black scent in my mind at all. That's so funny how we see things. But it could also be the dangers of looking for stuff in everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I I think it was my... Well, this is where reality shows affect you. All I saw was all those reality shows. They have all these Jersey-centric shows, and that's exactly how they talk, and that's what they do, very over-the-top and all that stuff. So that was... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what she was doing. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the end of season three. I actually didn't mind it. A lot happened. Um, I think I liked it more than you did, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> it just didn't feel like a finale. It felt a little disjointed for a finale. And if I didn't see that it was a finale, I wouldn't have thought that it was a finale. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. So, yes, as usual, since this is the end of season three, we will be taking a little hiatus before we come back for next time. And as usual, feel free to go back, listen to all your favorite episodes. We know you love it and catch up with anything you've missed. Also, guys, we're kind of like in a dilemma because, as you know, the girls have been filming the revival and uh, just like that. And we've only gotten the announcement that it's coming back in the fall. So we're kind of torn on whether we should just pick up on there and just do a recap of the current episodes. Or do we just keep going, you know, and start with season four? Because we would like to not start season four and then have to stop to do the revival. We'd like to know what you guys think. What do you think would be a preference for you? Would you like us to cover the um, revival as it airs, as it is on air currently? Or would you like it to just continue in order and we'll cover it whenever we get to that scene after we're done with all the six seasons of the current sex in the city let us know at our social media which is at the rewatch times two which is t-h-a-e 
R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. That's our handle on Twitter, our handle on Instagram. Or you can also let us know at our email address, therewatchtimes2 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much again for listening. We've really enjoyed spending time with you this season. Please don't forget to give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And we hope to hear from you. Let us know what we should do. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.